It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Sunshining, right? I just want to make sure. Zach, sun shining out there? Yes, the sun w- is w- shining. World's turning today? Going around? Yeah. Sun came up and yeah. life goes on? Yeah. Traffic we'll on? Move on. 240? Because there was a disaster in Texas. <laughs> I mean, a disaster. That was a Texas two step that could have. Been the launching pad to an AQ, and instead, it's pretty clear. Now the Tigers are going to have to win the American Athletic Conference Tournament. Most likely, that's four games in four days. In a field where I think any one of seven teams could win. And so, what are the odds on that happening? Uh, Especially when the coach is talking about a team that's fractured that doesn't play together, doesn't give a lot of effort, doesn't name names, but it's pretty obvious who those guys might be. We'll talk with Jason Munns a lot about that toward the bottom of the hour. But uh, a lot of uh, uh, you know a lot of uh, columns written about that this you know this is, just a disaster, and it truly has become that. I've never seen a team 15-2 and two and cruising the hardest part on paper of their competition has been a complete success. And then you blow a 20-point lead in the second half to USF. You never recover. Since that 15-2 and two start, 3-6. and six. You were 12-2 and two with Caleb Mills, and of course, he's not coming back. What in the world happened? Ask Penny that, and he'll say, there were people that were unhappy at 15-2. and two. And I wonder if, because you heard Rick Pitino saying a lot of the same things about what is occurring at St. John's that is occurring in Memphis. You wonder how much of this is a product now of NIL money where there are haves and have-nots and the transfer portal where you basically have free agency every year. I think you're going to have to change some of your approach in the portal and really figure out who do I grab that is going to fit and be a role player to go along with the star that I get. And... Uh, this offensive-minded gathering that worked so well in the beginning obviously has come to a screeching halt. We will talk about that. There was a lot of offense in Indy. Did you ever think you would hear an announcer say at the end of a basketball game, your final tonight, 211-186? to I think the All-Star game is unwatchable and unfixable. I guess you got to go and just say, you know, I like that guy. I'll, I, I want to see if he can make a bunch of uncontested three-point attempts from half court. Because they can make them. They can really make them. But look at all those points. My God. You know what the best part of the All-Star game was? There's two positives to this All-Star game, Zach. Read my mind and tell me what was the best part of this 73rd, or is it 78th? 73rd. 73rd NBA All-Star game played in Indy. What's the best part of it? Um, the celebrity game. No, in no injuries is the best part of it. Oh, well, that's one. Um, I think the best aspect of that in terms of the Sideshow, I, I loved, and I'm going to give a medal to Curry and Ionescu. Man, can she shoot? Boy, can they shoot. They're both good. Wow. 
Um, the other aspect was this was the 20th for LeBron. I think he should be celebrated a little bit. He gave it a go. I, I believe he's got a bad ankle or a foot or something, and he played a half and thought, you know what, that's that's good enough. 20 All-Star games. That, that to me, is, is very impressive for sure. Um, Carl Anthony Towns. This is a unique place in history. He's the first guy ever to score 50 points. By the way, he didn't score a point in the first quarter. I don't think he played in the first quarter. The guy scored 50 points in 28 minutes and did not win the MVP. He's the first guy ever to score 50. Of course, there haven't been that many that have done it that didn't win the win the MVP. And he goes, nah, I don't think the All-Star game should be competitive. It's supposed to be a break for us. I mean, if that's the case, just name your the first half All-Star, All-Pro, all All-Star. Name the top 15 guys so they can get their bonuses. Why play the game? Let them have their break. If that's what he wants, uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've read a bunch. I know Adam Silver was really disgusted with it. He keeps trying to figure out ways to make it better. But I think, I, I, and I can't remember who, who the headline was, unwatchable and unfixable. I, I don't know if it is fixable. I do remember, because I covered an All-Star game in 1985 in Dallas. Michael Jordan was in that game. Um, those guys played hard. They really wanted to win. They played some defense. Like the final might have been 120, 125, something like that. But And especially the fourth quarter, they really competed. There's never a sense of competition. They, they used to. They didn't have that ending like they did. Uh, what what is it called when there's a target at the end? It's a, the Elam E ending. Yeah, they didn't do that this time, did they? Nah. So they they didn't even attempt to do that. So there was never any real competition because, like, when they got to the Elam ending, then they I thought at that point they actually tried to play for a couple of minutes, but not not this time. Heck, with 22 seconds left. Damian Lillard hit a half-court shot that may have won him the MVP. Crazy. The East was a winner, 211 to 186. Wild stuff. Uh, it will get a rust for me. You know what we do on Mondays. We do Precious Metals, brought to you in part by... Family Leisure, we're in the Family Leisure studio, but I urge you to get to I-40 and Wooden Road. You go north about a half a mile and look to your right to the east, and you'll see this beautiful place where there are floor model sets of things that there is a good price going because it's a floor model sale. I'm talking wicker sofa sets. I'm talking pool tables under $1,500, theater seating for that incredible media room you may have, under two grand, and these are really cool. Four-person hot tubs where you can really stretch out or have a party, five grand. They're under five grand, and the infrared or the traditional steam saunas, those are 25% off. If they are on the floor, you got a deal going at Family Leisure. And you know our title sponsor, it's Homer. Homer Skelton Hyundai, home of the new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Totally rebuilt from top to bottom. Bigger, almost as big as the Palisade. It's got a third row now. It's the perfect family car with the sedan ride in an SUV. It's quiet as can be. It's one of the best new cars going. It is fantastic. Go check out and test drive. The new Hyundai Santa Fe. If you test drive that car, you will want that SUV. All right, let's let's get to medals. I got a bunch. I'll start with the Ohio State Buckeyes with a new coach. In-season firing, and I guess the new AD, a familiar name, Ross Bjork, who, of course, was at Ole Miss went to AM, just got the job when the Ohio State long, long standing AD 
retired, Ross Bjork took over, and he he fired Chris Altman. Middle of the season. Um, and hired on an interim basis, Jake Diebler. And what did the Buckeyes do at home in the first game under Jake Diebler? They knocked off number two, Purdue. That's a that's a bronze medal for sure. Hideki Matsuyama gets my second bronze medal. He won his ninth PGA Tour event, which, by the way, is significant because he is now the winningest Asian player ever on the PGA Tour. He has nine PGA championships. There was a South Korean whose name escapes me at the moment, but he had eight, so he passed him by. Hideki's going to get to double digits. Hideki, I think, could get another major. He is a great player, and he had to come from behind in this one at the Genesis. He uh, came back from six strokes down. Patrick Cantley opened the door for everybody, by the way, on Saturday. And um, Hideki took care of it, took care of it on Sunday to get his ninth PGA Tour win. He gets a bronze medal. I have two silver medals. The first, Damian Lillard, the MVP of the NBA All-Star Exhibition. I'm not even going to call it a game. 39. Hit two half-court shots, but this is really why I give him a silver medal. Because he also won the three-point shooting contest. There is only one other player who has ever won an MVP at the All-Star Exhibition and who also won one of the events, like a dunk contest or a three-point shooting contest. The only other person besides Damian Lillard ever to do that is the greatest of all time. And that would be Michael Jordan. You're mentioned with MJ. You deserve some kind of a medal. He gets a silver. And then I got to give silvers to Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu for their skills competition. I believe Curry was one point shy of perfect, something like that. And Ionescu was very close. And in the last rack, Curry had to hit four of five in order to beat Ionescu, they both put on a display of incredible, incredible skill. And therefore, I think they deserve silver medals. It says a lot. Uh, I believe that Ionescu and Curry both, after Ionescu won the women's three-point shooting contest at the WNBA All-Star Exhibition. Maybe they play a game. I'm not sure. Um... She won that, and they started talking. They're the ones that talked Adam Silver and the NBA into doing this deal. And I, I thought it was pretty compelling, pretty good stuff. So I give them silver medals. And then my gold, I only give one, and that is to the USF Bulls. Do you realize the USF Bulls were picked 13th in the American? FAU was picked one. The Tigers were picked two. USF. Sold out the Yingling Center. It was the first time since 2001. We're talking 23 years ago. They filled up, and then it was called the Sun Dome, by the way. They changed the name. They'd never sold it out until yesterday. FAU in town. FAU the favorite, even though USF is on this great roll. And USF dominated the first half and then held on to win. So now the team pick 13th is in the driver's seat. They are 12-1 and in league play. So they're in all these mock bracketologies because they're leading the American. But I think they have to get some consideration as an AQ, although their net going into yesterday was like 99. So they had nobody they played or beat except for Florida State in the non-conference season. But they rolled through this one, and the team was brand new with a new coach that was picked to finish 13th, has taken the league and I think some of college basketball by storm. Abdul Rahim may be... Actually mentioned now as coach of the year, certainly the coach of the year in the American, but he may get some talk if they continue to 
go on this role of being the coach of the year on the on a national basis, or at least on one of the national polls. Uh, so the Bulls and Raheem, they get my gold medal. Handful of gold medals for me, Dave. Handful of gold. What about so? What about? I mean, not a handful of gold medals, but a handful of medals. Yes, like yes, yeah. Uh, my bronze medals. I have a couple of those. Upset specials. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Ohio State knocking off uh, Purdue, new head coach and everything. Uh, shout out to LSU for knocking off. Carolina, South Carolina, 11th ranked South Carolina, shock, you know, shocking know, world. I know, I know. So they, so we had, we had a couple of handful of upsets. I think somebody said that we had one, we had at least one team of the top four seeds that, the, you know, the committee has brought out that lost this weekend or something like that. I can't. Oh yeah, well the number one overall team, Purdue, lost. Yeah. So, I don't know. I love I love a good upsets and uh, we're getting close to March so it's my wonderful time of the year. We are getting close. There's only five regular season games left for the University of Memphis, mm. which means mostly everybody's about five games left. Uh, another bronze medal. Um, giving that to Micah Parsons and Puka Nakua. Why? Because if you watch the celebrity game. Those two stood out the most Micah as being Parsons. super athletes. What, what an athlete he is, huh? Oh, man. Well, like, I, Mike, I watched him single-handedly beat the Tigers when he was the the linebacker at Penn State. I mean, he single-handedly beat the Tigers. Micah is so much bigger, faster, and stronger than just the average celebrity. And it's oh, yeah. just so funny just going back and watching the highlights and just him just doing whatever he can. Now, ideally, like so, that you was know, your favorite part of the All Star Weekend for sure, because you mentioned it now a couple times. Well, I, I I think that was the most entertaining because you see a bunch of celebrities that don't play basketball like that just go out there trying to play basketball. It's very entertaining, but I don't think it's my my favorite part. Uh, but I mean, like it took Micah thirty seven shots to get thirty one points, but I mean thirty one. 17, you're not going to say no to that. He, he sounded, uh, that sounds good. I didn't see any of it. That sounds a little bit like um, Damien Lillard, who said, you know, I just decided to take a bunch of shots because, you know, what? Why, if, if I don't, somebody else will. So right. why not do it? Might as well. I mean, it's not going to count to your, you know, it's not going to count for anything no, other than for You know what? It accounts if you get an MVP trophy. Right. I wonder if he had a bonus <laughs> in his contract for that. Uh... Silver medals. Um, I only have one, and I'm giving that to Steph and Sabrina by far. Oh, I love it. That's my favorite. You agreed. That's right. my favorite one of the All Star Weekend. It's the one that don't. That was the most uh, uh, impromptu event of all All Star Weekend. It's just getting two of the best shooters in both leagues to face off each other. Don't you think we'll see? Round two of that, chapter two. I think so. I do too. I think I, I think it, it. I think because both guys, both both guys played well. Yeah. Well, both Sabrina and Steph played well. That I think I think you're going to get a round two of this, and then you're talking about adding Caitlin Clark possibly next year to this, or maybe you're adding uh, another sharpshooter from from the WNBA. You could just do men's versus women's, yeah, the could, NBA could, versus you, WNBA. Do teams of three or five, whatever it might be. Yeah, like there, like like there is a path for this, mm-hmm. and obviously because the WNBA they're not in season right now, so a lot of the players are currently playing overseas basketball. You know, getting you know. I'll tell you who you won't see is Paige Beckers, because she's standing at UConn, right. and I I have to believe, and I and I wonder what's going to happen with Caitlin Clark. I have to believe they can make more money with NIL at their respective schools than they can in the WNBA. You're you're fixed to a rookie salary cap scale. However, that doesn't mean you wouldn't get endorsements. Right. Um at least Becker's a stand. Right. So it could like like this like this impromptu event is open it could open pathways for that. So I'm curious to see what what what, what it looks like next season, but Steph and Sabrina put on a good show. I actually gave Steph a sweat for a second because I was like, I was like, all right, Steph, it's like time to flip that switch on. And it didn't, it didn't seem like Steph had the switch flipped on, but he he came in he came in and got it done. You sure at did. The, at, at just the nick well, of time. He's clearly the greatest shooter of all time. 
It'll be a long time before somebody ever approaches that. You know, Reggie Miller was an unbelievable three-point shooter. I didn't think anybody could get him. Um, Curry is just unreal. Just unreal. And uh, my gold medal, I know this has nothing to do with the All-Star weekend or this uh, this past weekend, uh, but it led up to the weekend. And my gold medal goes to Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson. Why, you say, Dave? Because they're local. Why, you say, why Why specifically those two players for the Grizzlies? Right now, eight games in the month of February for both players. Gigi Jackson is averaging basically 17 points per game and is shooting 37% from three. Well, the NBA 37% isn't exactly fantastic, but... For There's a, a lot of promise for him. I agree with you. For it's funny rookie, that you said this because really in the last segment I was going to talk a little bit about what we can expect these last 25 games from the Grizz. And I, I, it, it's time to watch the development of, of GG and Vince. Yeah, and Vince, same, same thing. In eight games so far in February, 15 points, uh, six boards, six assists. Like, he's filling up the stat that's, sheet that's and incredible. he's producing. And he plays D. And he does. So, kudos to both. They got the win. First of all, they, they weren't supposed to win in Milwaukee, against Milwaukee. That's the thing. Like, Jaron wasn't playing. Luke wasn't playing. Conchar uh, uh, right. wasn't playing. Like, they weren't but, supposed know, to win that game. Let, let me just say this. Honestly, I looked at that and I went, uh-oh, it's the game before the All-Star game. Right. Nobody <laughs> wants to play in that game. Nobody. They, they weren't supposed to win, but yet Ex- they went out. And they took control of that game and beat Milwaukee, a healthy Milwaukee I, team. I know it. That, it was, that, that was impressive. That On was TNT, impressive. to be exact. So the gold medals to the two developing, two developing stars to come from the Grizz. All right, I got three quick rusts. First off, defense at the All-Star game. When you're not even contesting three-point shots, you're taking them from half court. It is just an exhibition game when you score 211 is 397 points total. 397 points. And I don't know who said this. I think it was Anthony Davis. He said the best moment for him at the All-Star game was watching the Bulls and the Pacers trampoline dunkers. He says those guys were pretty impressive. When you are saying that's the best part of the All-Star game, you know you got a problem. And I hate to say it, it's unwatchable, it's unfixable. Uh, i got to give a rust sort of to Tiger Woods. I feel bad for him, just his luck. Now, he didn't play poorly. But after the first round at the Genesis... He had a tight back or some possible back spasms. They weren't very clear on that. Then he went out the next day and played six holes. So he played 24 total holes. He was, I want to say, either one under or right around even par. I mean, it was okay. It was acceptable. Might have made the cut. But he had to withdraw. They had to bring a cart out to get him out of there. They said, flu. Flu-like symptoms, a little fever. He tried to go. Uh, felt a little better as he first teed off, but it just got worse and worse and worse. I hope it's the flu. I hope it's not a back issue because we know he's had back issues. Let's hope it's just the flu. But, man, he's got bad luck. And he wants to play once a month? I, I, I don't know if his body's going to let him do that. And then my final rust goes to the Tigers' defense. The Tigers' Intensity, the Tigers' focus, the Tigers' effort, the Tigers' chemistry, all of that. It's a rust. I've never seen, like I said earlier, a team that was 15-2 and two, that had a number two seed in Mike DeCourcy's bracketology to a team that now can't get out of their own way. They're three and six in that moment, and no one can exactly tell you why. Except they just say, we always had problems. This team has never been together. Uh, okay. Something was right at 15-2. and two. Something was right when you beat at A&M. You beat Clemson here. And I think that's a decent team. And then Virginia's playing really well. And they blew Virginia out here. Yeah. Something happened after that. No one wants to say what it is. But there's something. 
that stinks on the South Campus? Uh, yeah, Tigers are one of my rusts for the weekend, and not 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 a good weekend. By the way, I went to the gym, Dave, when the game was going on, because I was like, I I don't know, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to mentally put myself through this again. Yeah. So I was like, let's go to the gym, and then we kind of could just keep an eye on it. One, uh, you know, when we get a break between machines, and then uh, after a while, it was like. Yeah, like they're they're not chipping away at this twenty point lead, so it's like, hey, it's not looking good, not looking good at all. Uh, my other rust uh, has to go to the slam dunk contest because it has not been the same since twenty sixteen, and twenty sixteen is when uh, is when uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon gave us a show that we would never forget. And it has not been the same. I hate to say it; it's not been the same for me since Michael Jordan. So, well, that's fair. That, that I mean, that's a fair. That's as fair for you. But at least for me, like, like typically, you you would like to have some name guys that can bounce in this competition. But it seems like every year we just go and look at everybody into the bench guys. Like, hey, it's like you could dunk, can you? I'm like, yeah, I can dunk a little bit. Yeah, nobody wants to be in it. I. It it, it it has definitely served its purpose, and and to me, it's it's a little bit like the NBA All Star Game or NBA All Star Exhibition. I don't want to even call it a game because it 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 served its purpose. It's just not seventy three years into it, and the the players really want a break. They want they want their bonus. Maybe they like a little attention, but maybe they'd rather be just hiding in Tahiti. I don't know. That it it it's, it certainly is is not working at all. Anything else? That it? That's it for me. All right. Those are our precious medals on this Monday, the 19th of February. Medals brought to you in part by the Spirit Shop. Go see Eddie Connor right at the corner of Poplar and St. Nick. That's 4848 Poplar to be exact. Down from Clark Tower, it's the little log cabin. You've passed by for many, many years. They've been there since 69. They've been supplying spirits to East Memphis and really all of Memphis because it's so beautifully located since that time. Eddie Connor and his family, they've been involved almost the whole time and... They know their spirits, and they love to share their knowledge with you. They give you great service. They give you great prices, and they got everything. Everything from rare bourbons to the up-and-coming tequilas, from great wines to middle of the road, or maybe the next one that might become a cornerstone. Eddie knows. Just go ask him. He'll educate you. If you want a rub for a cocktail to put on the rim of your glass, he's got that. He's got all the local beers. Everything is there for you in the heart of East Memphis. Poplar and St. Nick. Go see Eddie at the Spirit Shop. We're back in just one minute. Munzee from the Commercial Appeal on this Tiger disaster. He comes your way momentarily. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. We're going to talk to the famous Jason Munns here. From the Commercial Appeal in just a minute, he's brought to you by the Eflin Insurance Team. Matt's a big Tiger supporter. That's why he's got this number, 901-386-GUR. That's 4777. Call that number so he can get to know you. That's his philosophy on insurance. Collaborative. He wants to know you and your family so that he can best protect you. Once he finds out what's important to you, what your budget is, he'll protect your home, your car, your future with the best life insurance he can find for the money you've got. And then if you've got a small to mid-sized business, he's perfect for you when it comes to commercial insurance. He'll find out all about what your product is, who your employees are what your forecast is down the road, what your budget is, and then he will protect your company. Simple. Just call that number, 901-386-GUR, and get protected with the Eflin Insurance Team. Let's head down to the border somewhere in Mississippi is our own Jason Munns. So I'm going to ask you this question. It's pretty broad. 
but nobody can seem to answer it. What the heck happened? The Tigers were 15-2. and two. They were top 10 in the country. They were a number two in Mike DeCourcy's bracketology. Since then, they've gone three and six. They got blown out pretty much the last two games where they were never in it. What, Jason Munns, has happened to that 15-2 and two basketball team? So I asked Penny that very question after the game yesterday. Me, me too. <laughs> uh, I, 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 said, I think the way I phrased it was, do you ever wonder how we got here? And that seemed to touch a nerve, uh, you know, with Penny. Um, he, did, he didn't, he seemed to get kind of annoyed with that question. Um, and, and basically his response was, this is not the same team. Like, he, he's saying that, essentially what he said in a nutshell is that, the team that he has now is not the same team that won 10 games in a row, therefore, or, you know, went, went on the majority of that 10-game winning streak. Um, therefore, it can, it sh- you're sort of comparing apples and oranges. Different teams. Two different teams. Um, one team did not have Jordan Brown uh, and did not have Naquan Tomlin and had Caleb Mills. This team now does not. Uh, or it does have Jordan Brown, it does have Naquan Tomlin, and it does not have Caleb Mills. And therefore, trying to hold one up against the other and say, well, that team, you know, will, we'll, you know, they this this team won. This team was, you know, thirteen and two or fifteen and two or whatever they were, and now they're three and six in their last nine games. Uh, what the heck is going on here? His Penny's Penny's um, philosophy is that well, it's not the same team. So um, I, while I think there are there is some truth to that. Um, I don't think that is. I don't think that's all uh, because and he, and he said it himself in the same interview that you know what we're seeing in the last couple of games is guys not caring, guys not competing, guys not um, doing everything it takes to win basketball games, and he also said in the same breath that that has been going on pretty much the whole season. He said, and I think he said this exact same thing to you, when we were winning, these particular players were unhappy. Now that we're losing, these particular players are still unhappy. Um, So on one hand, you do have the Caleb Mills, the Naquan Tomlin, the Jordan Brown, uh, comings and goings, but at the same time, You've had these problem children, so to speak, um, pretty much the whole season. So I think somewhere in there, some some combination of, of that is what's going on here. Yeah, is I... there's there's been some some significant moving parts, um, you know, it, during the season, and there's also. Uh, you 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 got too many too many guys who aren't bought in who are not committed to winning basketball games and are more interested in other things. Whatever those other things are, I don't know. Perhaps it's nil. Perhaps it's um, selfish, like you know, uh, making themselves look good. But it, it it's. Uh, I think it's some combination of those two things. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty telling when he said, "When we were fifteen and two, there are guys that were still unhappy, and now that yeah. we're now that we're what we are, they're still unhappy." Uh, that that to me basically said guys care more about their own, whether that is nil money, and I think that's that that could be a part of it. I mean, think about it. You got thirteen guys in that room, and and um, 
That's how many he played yesterday. And there yeah. are guys that are making a lot of money, and there are guys that are making none. And sooner or later, that may rub somebody the wrong way. You know, they were all together during this Texas two-step, and several of them went to the mall, and several of them bought a lot of nice stuff. Some of them didn't. Some of them right. didn't have the money to do it. So I don't yeah. know if that's it. I, I think there are some players that I've heard. I'm not going to name names either because I didn't hear them say it. But where it's been alleged that they care more about their own points yep. than they care about winning or losing. As long as they had a good game, if they win, that's great. But if they lose, it's okay. I got my 13 or my 20 or whatever it might be. Yes, uh, that that is that is um, also uh, something that I believe to be a very present uh, thing on this team. And and you know, I, when we're talking about nil and and, and all that stuff, I, I just think that um, the bottom line is there are two. Whether it's one player, two players, three players, six players. Because uh, because I asked Penny directly, I was like, I, I assume you're not going to name names. And he said no. Um, so we don't know exactly how many players he's talking about. It's all very sort of a, a nebulous thing. Um, uh, the motivations of these particular players that he is talking about are not what they need to be. There's too many players on this roster who are motivated by something or some things other than winning. And, um, and, and I, that's, that's, a, that's a big, big problem. Well, let, let's just look at what happened yesterday for a little bit and try to determine who were the guys he can count on. I think David Jones is not one of those guys that he was referring to that he cannot count either. on, right? Nope. He nope. Played, by, by the way, played 33 minutes, scored 33 points. Now, some of that, I hate to say this because it was his fourth straight double-double and his eighth on the season. But if I'm being honest, that was he got a bunch of that in garbage time when the only thing that matters was a few numbers that you could collect on your own. But he plays hard the whole time. If you want to complain about something, he sometimes gambles too much on defense, right? But yep. that doesn't mean he's not playing hard. He's playing hard. Right. Right. Nicholas Jordan had a bad game last night. He, did. He, he played 19 minutes, but Williamson was just too much for him. I hate to say it, but um, in one-on-one battles, he he was out. He was outplayed. Yeah, I, I think he played better against him in the first in game. The hey, you think about this. This this is incredible. They gave 106 points last night to a team that scored 59 points the first time they played. SMU yesterday scored 58 in the first half. They got 59 in the whole first game. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, but like I, that's that's why I think I think I don't think you need to point to anything else. Um when someone asks did they quit yesterday? And I'm not saying everybody quit. But there were some guys yesterday who just flat out. Quit. What, what? I, I do you think Jordan was one of those? I don't think I don't I don't get that impression. No, I don't either. I, I agree. Yeah, uh, I, no, I, 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 I think I, I think the matchup was bad for him, and that's why Penny limited him to 19 minutes. Let's go to the starter that played 11 minutes. Now that to me is a message. The guy yeah, played 11 minutes. Yep. And I don't have it in front of me, but I'll, I'll bet he played the majority of those 11 minutes in the first half. He did. Uh, and that is Jaquan Walton. Correct. And, you know, I, I, I think Jaquan Walton has been asked to change his role. He was the leading scorer on the team at, at Wichita State last year, and he's never really felt that comfortable here because he's always been the third or the fourth option. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, he was asked to sacrifice and, and to be a defensive guy, especially once Caleb Mills went down. I just don't think he can do it. I'll be honest with you. Um, when I talked to him, he said, yeah, I've, I've sacrificed. I did the mature thing. I don't think his heart's in it. Nope, I don't either. Um, I actually – so so this goes back to the North Texas uh, – to after the North Texas game. And I haven't reported this, except I did put it, I did put it out to the um, – subscribers to my text group um oh i love it that's a way to get a plug in on that text group jason (laughs) munz i love it 
No, well, it's, I'm just I'm just uh, recounting the events as they happen. Um, I, uh, I I've never this has never happened to me. I've never seen this in person. Um, but after the North Texas game, Memphis loses by ten. It's not a good night. Uh, the, the two players are made available to us: Nicholas Jordan and Jaquan Walton, and they are brought into the media room. Um, in the formal media room setting where there's a table set up and two chairs and, and, and a microphone and, and, you know, there's a room full of uh, uh, reporters. And uh, once the question and answer session began, I don't know, about a minute, maybe 90 seconds into it, I look over and Jaquan Walton is scrolling through his phone during the, during the interview. And he did it for about 30 seconds. And that was a pretty clear indication to me that he's just not interested in what's going on. I mean, forget about the, forget about the message that sends to the people on the other side of the table. Um, that's just, that. I just feel like that's not something you would be doing after in in like in the in the immediate aftermath of a ten point loss uh where where you know times are really 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 getting tough it's the what it would have been the fifth loss in the last eight games so and then on top of that two days later three days later whatever it was um on yesterday at s m u like he stood out like a sore thumb every time Memphis had the ball. He ran to the corner and stood there. Every time Memphis had the ball, he ran to the corner and stood there. And that's all he did. He finished 0 for 1, 0 points, 1 rebound. He had two block shots, but that's on defense. On offense, he was as disengaged uh, as I've ever seen any player, and um, so, well, you, you give him too much credit. He, he was actually zero for three. Zero for three. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, still zero points, uh, one rebound. Yeah, it was um, a, it was a disaster. All right, let me let me ask you this: Who do you think Penny can count on? Let's say David Jones. Can he? And, and we're saying Walton probably not, right? I mean, based no, no. based on what we just saw and what, what we're talking about, Tomlin. Yeah. Tomlin was taken out of the starting lineup and then ended up playing 29 minutes, and he was really good. He gives you effort, at least. He uh, does. And, and you got to admit, I mean, I, I don't know what a warm welcome he got from these guys. That's maybe part of the, of the issue. What about, here's the million-dollar question, because he's been your barometer for most of the year. What do you, what do you make of, of Quinterly? See, I, I just I think that it's not his nature to be this, I, I don't think it's in his nature to be a quote unquote leader. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's in his DNA. Um, but that's know, his like, position. It is. It is. Um, but I, you know, again, I, I just, I just am not sure that that is. He, I, I'm not sure he's made up of that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, there are different types of leaders. There are quiet leaders and leaders by example and vocal leaders and that sort of thing. And what this team is just missing like crazy is a vocal leader like DeAndre Williams. DeAndre Williams commanded the respect of everybody top to bottom in the locker room. And I don't believe that there's anybody on this team that commands that type of respect. And I put uh, Javon Quinterly in that mix. He does not command that type of respect from his teammates. And, you know, his, his, it would be one thing if his play, you know, was uh, enough consistently to overcome that. But it's not. He had five more turnovers yesterday. Um, he had five assists, but he also had five more turnovers yesterday. 
Um, his his play is just too yo-yo, too yo-yo-y, and no, um, not consistent. There's no, there's no yeah. doubt. If they had DeAndre Williams, that uh, the Mustangs wouldn't have gotten all those rebounds, and in particular, all those offensive rebounds that that ended up doing <laughs> doing the Tigers in. All right, last question. It's a high hard one, as we like to say. Tigers have five regular season games left on the road in Charlotte, on the road in Boca, home games. Um, a, a, Charlotte's here, I think. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. East Carolina is a road game in, Greens, yep. in, in Greenville. Yep. Then Charlotte's here. FAU is U- here. Uh, UAB is here. And UAB in a rematch here. Five games. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's the Tigers' record? Three home games, two on the road, five games left. What's their record? One and four. Whoa. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I, I, I have not seen anything remotely close to encouraging that would make me feel good about anything other than that. I, I just haven't seen anything that, I mean, and, and, you know, like Penny can say that he, you know, is going to start playing the guys that care and the care factor and the guys who have fight and that sort of thing. But the problem with that is, the majority of the guys who have the fight and the care factor aren't necessarily as talented as the ones who don't have that have those things. Um, and and we're not talking about Memphis playing Temple or Memphis playing Tulsa here. We're talking about two games against FAU. You know, Charlotte, UAB, UAB just beat you by twenty when you were playing guys, talented guys who don't have the care factor. So. I, I I I hope with all my heart that I am wrong, but I just it just it feels like the the snowball is is not done picking up steam. Maybe it Joe Cooper. Maybe, maybe Joe Cooper becomes a superstar at point guard. Who Let's knows? hope. Who yeah, knows? that would be wonderful. One and four. Jason Munz, our prognosticator. The good news is you haven't been so good with your prognostication this year. That's oh, all I can terrible. say. <laughs> it's been terrible. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right. Thanks, Will. That's our guy from the Commercial Appeal. That is Jason Munz. We're back with some final thoughts on the Grizzlies. And I'll tell you who I would pay to see. If I were if I were going to go to a college basketball game this year and it was out there, I would pay big bucks to see this matchup. That's next on Wallow and Friends. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. So the uh, Grizz start their last 25 games. That will be on Friday against the Los Angeles Clippers. It'll be I guess, really, the last 25 games to watch and see the development of the two coming players. And that is taking a good, long, hard look at G.G. Jackson and Vince Williams. Already they have impressed, as Zach Boyd was telling you, their numbers in February are outstanding. Can they continue that all the way? I guess we'd also like to... Make sure you get a little playing time maybe for Bain and for Smart and maybe Brandon Clark because I I don't think you want to go a whole rest of the year with those guys, especially Brandon Clark. You wouldn't play for like a year and a half. Don't you want to get some of the rust, some legs, some conditioning, some real spirit of competition out? Zach Boyd, you want to see? The the I, I know you want to see Gigi and Vince, but what do you want to see more uh, or at least a little of of BC if you can go? Yes, of, of of Bain and of Smart. Yes, 
I agree. If they're healthy, I want th- I at least want them out there for a couple more games. Just just to get some conditioning and get the rust off. I'm I'm with you there. I I, I, I did you see videos of a BC over the weekend? I, I did. He was where were they? They were at some exotic. They were in Turks place. and Caicos. Turks baby. and Caicos. It's good to be an NBA player, right? Yeah. A lot of money. Um. If I had to pay to go see a college basketball game, there's one game, and I, I think we'll end up seeing it in the NCAA tournament. I would pay to see this. And I see a lot of college basketball, but I think this game is going to be absolutely incredible. Because if you want effort, if you want physicality, if you want athleticism, if you want speed and quickness, give me, now clearly, the overall number one team, UConn, against the rough and tumble Houston Cougars. I would pay to see that game. And we're right there with you. We just said it before you said it. We're right there with you. Uh, I I mean, I think that would be crazy how good they, they are. And I'll tell you another little hint. Here comes Kentucky. Cal's got those young guys. They finally are learning how to play together. They've got so much talent. Now, when it comes to those teams like UConn and Houston, that may get too rough for them. But but I think they're going to make a move, and I don't think there's a great team in the SEC. So I, I, I would not be shocked if they won the SEC tournament. Watch out, because here they are. Come in this final portion of our show has been brought to you by the good folks at Grind City, Grind City Brewing, taking care of beerness in Memphis with great products. Go down on the waterfront. They're just north of downtown. Great view of the skyline, these picnic grounds, picnic tables, and then, of course, the modern, beautiful brewery building itself. And they make Poppy's Pills. That's the Pilsner that's so good. The India Pale Ale is called the God Hopper. Everybody loves that thing. The Amber Lager Thaddeus is something people talk about. Uh, if you like Blue Moon, they got a Belgian-style wheat ale they call the Belga. It's a big seller. they got the Tiger Tail. That's the one with a little extra kick. It's a craft malt liquor. They're all well thought. They all taste good. They're all a part of Memphis. They're taking care of beerness in Memphis with Grind City Brewing. That'll do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Johnny Radio comes your way in just a minute. Have a great day, everybody.